Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday, January the 14th, 2023. It is currently 9.07 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I've been sitting in the studio for about an hour. I've just been sitting here, and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go live, and I may do a devotional thought on a couple of, or at least one or two verses in Psalm 41. Then I thought, well, no, possibly I'll go live and talk about this. No, possibly. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't have time right now to go live. I need to do some more thinking about tomorrow. I mean, I've got to preach for three hours tomorrow. Also, I'm supposed to really begin officially the Bible study exercise on discernment. So as much as I want to go live, as much as I feel like I need to go live, I've got all of these other things to work on. So I decided, you know what? Let's think about discernment. I'll I'll exercise some discernment and making the judgment that the best thing I should do right now is focus on discernment. So I grab my Bible. I'm like, okay, I know what I'll do. I'll focus on the curriculum because the curriculum wants us to start in Genesis chapter 3. So I, I got ready to read Genesis chapter 3, and then I started thinking, well, you know, it's interesting that they picked Genesis chapter 3 because why would you pick Genesis chapter 3, right? I mean, because the word discernment is not even used there. I know the concept, but you think you would start with a passage where maybe the actual word is used or a word, you know, a synonym or something, right? But, but then I just started thinking, so I wonder where where is the first place in the Bible that we find discernment? At least maybe a word that is connected to discernment. Where would be the first place I would, like if I, would it be Proverbs? Maybe somewhere in Exodus, maybe maybe Deuteronomy. I mean, where where would I go? Do I have to wait to the New Testament? We may not find the exact, exact word discernment. So I just kind of started thinking about this. It was just kind of like, you know, and then I'm like, you know what? Before I try to figure that out, at least I can spend a few minutes. So ba- basically my mind was just kind of going from one thing to another thing to another thing. So I finally said, you know what, instead of pursuing that line of thought, instead of grabbing, you know, some tools and start working on it, I'm just going to grab my Bible and read Genesis chapter 3, because whenever the curriculum gives us a passage of Scripture, I, I say this all the time, read it, read it, read it, just keep reading it over and over and over and over and over again. And I, and, and I'm just going to be honest with you, I had to struggle a little bit because there's a part of me, and you, I know you do this as well. There's sometimes there's, uh, when we know what the passage is, Genesis chapter three, sometimes we, we, there's certain passages that are mentioned and we are almost like, okay, I mean, I know it. I know it. I mean, I, I've already, I mean, I've read Genesis chapter three just recently when, you know, going through the chronological, uh, Bible reading plan. I'm in Job right now, but I, but I, I'm like, okay, I, you know, I just read it just a couple of days ago. I mean, I've read it a thousand times. I've preached on it. I've taught it. I mean, I've written papers on it. I've, I mean, all kinds of things I've done. I know Genesis three, but I had to set aside that because see, that's really just spiritual pride and arrogance. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to read it again. So I picked up my Bible. I'm going to act it out. I grabbed my Bible right here. I opened it up. 
And I read these words. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And then I started thinking, okay. So what? So obviously we're going to talk about discernment here. So is this an example of Eve failing to use discernment? Did, did her discernment fall apart? And if it did, what was Satan's strategy to overcome her discernment? Did she exercise any discernment? Or is this an example of how Satan can overcome our discernment or how our discernment can be attacked? And I started thinking of which way I wanted to approach this. And I know people, what they always do is they always immediately say, uh, that uh, the first thing Satan does is he really begins to question God's word. He begins to, he, try, he tries to either add to it or, or take away from it or question it. It's, it's the first way discernment is attacked is by attacking the word of God. And I, I kind of always see this a little bit different. I have kind of a different feel for what Satan is doing, right? What, what I think Satan is doing is he's trying to get Eve, not to focus on what God has said or hasn't said, but to try to get Eve to focus on the the thing that is prohibited. He tries to get her attention, like in a roundabout way, he uses kind of a sneaky way to get her to focus on what she cannot have. To me, his first uh, uh, really strategy here is to to really get her to see, to really get her to recognize, to really get her to focus, to really look at what she cannot have. And look at the kind of the roundabout way he does this. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now, everyone focuses on the fact that he says, yea, hath God said. And I understand that 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 preaches good, but I think it's clever what he does here because he's like, hey, you can't have, you can't eat of any of the tree. uh, Hath God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? He, he, in in a roundabout way, he's like, hey, did God say you can't eat from any of these trees? Did God say you can't eat from any of these trees? Now, to me, there's a clear strategy. The minute he says, wait, God says you can't eat from any of these trees, immediately we know where all of a sudden her attention is going. Because look what she says. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said you shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. In a roundabout way, what Satan does is he tries to get her attention on what she can't have. It's really, he doesn't just go, hey, why can't you have that tree? Hey, come on, eat from that tree. No, 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 no. It's much more clever, right? It's much more, no, wait, you can't eat any of these from any of these trees? No, 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 no. It's that one that we can't eat from. Like, he doesn't point out what she can't have. He points out just a a question that I think he even knows is not true. Wait, you can't eat from any of that? No, 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 no. I can't eat from that tree. And at that moment, what is she looking at? At that moment, 
her attention and her focus goes to what she can not have. Everyone says that the first attack on Eve's discernment is really going after the word of God. And I think the first attack on discernment is to try to get the person preoccupied and focused on what, well, what they cannot have, right? Or, or And we could refer to this as, you know, a temptation, obviously, but if, if it's going after the discernment, it's, 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 you're getting, in a sense, you're being distracted. Instead of focusing on what God has said or hasn't said, you're now focused on the, an object. You're focused on something other than the word of God. That, that's, that's what I think. You can throw out your, your own thoughts or opinions on it because I think there's much to discuss. But it was at that moment that I was trying to figure this out and kind of just talking to myself here in the studio that all of a sudden I was like, all right, Satan is more subtle, more subtle than any beast of the field, more subtle. So if we have Eve's discernment, we have Satan's being, him being subtle. Eve is supposed to exercise some kind of discernment. Satan is exercising being subtle and does his does him being subtle overcome the discernment, right? And so I was tr- just trying to think of it that way. And then I'm like, well, let me look up the word subtle just to make sure I understand it. So I ended up at Merriam-Webster. Subtle, right? Here we go. Just to show you, Merriam-Webster. Subtle. There we go. Subtle. Subtle. Right? Merriam-Webster. And they gave me, uh, they, they give two major definitions, subtle, elusive. That's not very uh, helpful. Uh, Number two. Now, the second definition, they have an A and a B. Cunning, crafty. Okay. Satan was very cunning. He was very crafty. Okay. I think we can see this. Then there's this interesting word. Sagacious. 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 And I'm like, okay, sagacious. I'll look that up in a minute. And then look what the next word is. Discerning. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? 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 Is the first example of discernment, is it Satan's discernment? What Satan does here, does he demonstrate discernment, but in a negative way? In other words, he's discerning, but he's discerning in a crafty, cunning way. Now, if we go back to that other word, this word. Sagacious. Sagacious. If we go back to that word, look what sagacious is. This is very important. Of of keen and far-sighted penetration and judgment, discerning. Sagacious, caused by or indicating acute discernment. So is our first biblical example of discernment, is it Satan? Because we believe, obviously, the serpent is more subtle that it was Satan utilizing the serpent. That's the the general teaching. So was Satan, is it his discernment is the first discernment we see? I, I I want to go through that all again because I want you to see that. All right, subtle, elusive. Cunning, crafty, sagacious, and discerning. So we have discerning, and then we go to sagacious. 
Sagacious means of keen and farsighted penetration and judgment, discerning, caused by or indicating acute discernment, keen and sense or perception. Now, if we go back up to cunning, uh, cunning uh, means uh, uh, it's uh, characterized by willy, uh, a willness and trickery, all right, uh, dexterous or crafty in the use of special resource, resources such as skill or knowledge or in attaining an end. So in other words, this is someone who has a skill, has an ability, has keen insight, so even the cunning, I'm not saying it's exactly discernment, but it seems to be getting close. Crafty, um, it's uh, adept in the use of subtlety and cunning. So, okay, so again, it's, it's not exactly discernment, but there's enough connection here that got me thinking. So uh, what do we see here? In Genesis 3, do we see the failure of Eve's discernment? But do we see the success? Do we see the victory over Satan's discernment? Now, if we look up the actual definitions of discernment, and I, and I have a couple here saved in my notes, discernment is the ability to obtain sharp perception or to judge well. Does Satan demonstrate the ability of a sharp perception, and he's able to judge well. It's the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. Does Satan demonstrate a skill to grasp what is obscure, and he figures out the perfect strategy to get Eve from someone who's not eating from the tree to someone who's not only eating from the tree, but giving it to someone else to eat? Discernment is the ability to recognize small details and accurately tell the difference between similar things and make intelligent judgments. Was Satan able to, de to detect exactly what would work? Is the first major example of discernment in the Bible, is it actually Satan's discernment that is on display? Now, as much as we want to know how to stand against it, because we don't want to fall for it, at the same time, should we learn from it in the sense of we could use that same discernment, but in a doing it in a good way. In other words, discernment can be used for good or discernment could be used for bad. Someone can be very discerning and what they gain from that discernment, what they gain from being discerning, they now know how to manipulate. They know how to deceive. They know how to trick. So now are we to take that discernment, right? Okay. But then be as harmless as a dove. What, what do you, now I, I'm not, I'm not being dogmatic in any way, shape or form. I'm not being dogmatic. I just found it interesting that when I look up subtle, I end up with, with at least in Merriam Webster to the word discernment, to discerning. And I love, I absolutely love 
uh, this word. I, again, I, I, I love this word because to me, it really kind of gives the idea of what I think about discernment. This word, if I can get it to play, here we go. Sagacious. Sagacious. Because it's of keen and far-sighted penetration and judgment. Discerning. It's, it's, you're keen, you're, you're aware, and it's farsighted. It sees more than, it's like being farsighted. It's not just like when you play chess, you can't just be thinking of one move. You're going to be looking out, right? You're going to be looking forward. You're going to be thinking, you're going to be five, six, seven steps ahead of your opponent. To be discerning, do we need to have that keen and be far, and farsighted penetration and judgment so that we can discern That we have that perception. Is Satan the first example? Because here he is. I mean, I mean, obviously it's the serpent, but we believe Satan is utilizing it. He comes in and look at his first question. He sees the woman. And then immediately what he says is, hey, has God said you can't eat of all of these trees? Now, is that used to call into question God? Is that... I think the the I think this is used to distract. I think this is this is a trick not to 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 distract really from God and from His Word. This is really this is a trick just to get her to turn her attention from all of those trees to the one tree. Right? It, to me, this is more. This isn't about oh, he's trying to question God. Oh, he's trying to get her to doubt God. No, I think what he's trying to do is saying, look. Look, I know you see all of these trees, but did God say you can't have all of these? And immediately, you know what she would do. No, no, no. That one. Like, I, I just turned my head. Like, I'm, let's say right now I'm facing the microphone, right? I'm facing. And so, therefore, theoretically, for illustration purposes, I'm facing all the trees. And Satan walks up. Hey, did God say you can't have all of these? Well, immediately, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn my head. I'm no longer facing all the trees and I'm turning. No, that one in the midst of the garden that's the one we can't have. And immediately he's got her to focus on what she can't have. And look what happens. Look at this. And now at, at verse four, and the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Boom. That's obviously a direct denial, but look what happens. All right. Then he says, for God knows, hey, hey, but, but, but the minute that she's looking at that tree, and, and Satan's like, no, 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 you can touch it and not going to die. No, that is a direct attack upon God's word, yes. Um, but then he, he gives a reason while she's looking at the tree. Hey, God knows that if you eat of this, hey, you're gonna, your eyes are going to be open and you're going to be knowing, you're going to be as God's knowing good and evil. And then look at verse six. And the woman saw that the tree, because she's looking at it, was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. I think the whole point is Satan uses a he uses enough discernment and judgment to know all I've got to do is get her to look at that tree to get her focused on that to get her preoccupied with that Is this the triumph of Satan's discernment or do you believe that we should not use that, that this has nothing to do with discernment? I think it's something that we need to consider. 
I know tomorrow we really officially kick off this study, but in a, I couldn't wait, right? And I, I, a part of me says, just wait till tomorrow and I can work this out because I think maybe for the second hour tomorrow, I'm going to, we're going to work on this and we're going to focus on this and we're going to, we're going to talk about this. But um, I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know if right out, right in a sense, right from the start, right? Like we're at the starting line and right before we really say, okay, on your mark, get set, go, let's start studying. I know we in a, in a roundabout way, we've got a big head start for this study, just with the, the change of the, the, you know, from last year to this year, kind of a transition moving into this new study. We have, we've had a little bit of extra time to kind of prepare and, and do things. So I, th- I think it, it gets us off to a good start. We don't typically always get to do all of this, but I is the first example of discernment Satan. And does Satan's discernment teach us anything about the nature of discernment? Does that Im- Now you may be sitting there going, yeah, so what? I already knew this. Who cares? May- but for me, I'm, I'm going, wait a minute. We're talking about discernment and the first discernment we really see uh, exercise is Satan. Now the curriculum is not looking at this in any way, shape or form. They're going to go with the typical, he's, He's getting her to doubt God's word. He's getting her to question God's word. He's a t- I think his original, pl- I think his uh, initial plan is, hey, st- don't look at all the things you do have. I want you to look at what you can't have. And the minute you look at what you can't have, and though you become preoccupied with it, then I'm going to give you some reasons why you can have it, right? I'm going to give you a first a reason why you can have it, because if you have it, you're not going to die. And the second reason, and the second thing I'm going to do, you can have it. And the reason you should have it is because God is keeping something good from you. God is keeping something good from you. You want what you want, what this tree will give you, right? So you can have it because you're not going to die and you should have it because it's going to give you what God is keeping from you. And then, and then look what happens from verse one to verse five, all of a sudden, look what happens then immediately. And then the woman saw. She now, her perception of the tree is transformed. Whatever she was thinking of the tree before, her her thinking of the tree has been transformed and it's been transformed because by Satan using discernment, keen perception, he realizes, I got to get her, stop looking at all the trees and I got to get her to look at that one. And then all I have to do is say, no, you can touch it. You're not going to die. You're good to go and wait. You want that tree because then your eyes will be open. You'll be as God's. You, you want that. You, God's holding out on you. And then all of a sudden, boom, her mind is changed. All of a sudden now she's like, that's good. I got to have that. I got to have that. Now, how could we utilize that same type of discernment, but in a way that is harmless as a dove in a way that would be righteous in a way that would be godly. Is the first example of discernment in the Bible, Satan. And what can we learn from Satan's discernment? Now I know people go, no, no, no. It it should just be cunning. It should just be crafty. If we look up the uh, the Hebrew word uh, for subtle here, um, if 
I can get get it to open here. Go to the interlinear. Yes, stop that. Uh, it is the Hebrew word is this. Strong's H sixty one seventy five. Arum. 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 Second Okay, hang on. Arum. Arum. All right, Arum. It's used eleven times. Prudent. Crafty. Subtle, uh, Strong's definition, cunning, crafty, prudent, subtle. The outline of biblical usage, subtle, shrewd, crafty, sly, sensible, crafty, shrewd, sensible, prudent. Now, some of that still, is that kind of still leading you into the kind of the realm of discernment? Now, Merriam-Webster clearly connects the concept. Does the Hebrew... I think it does. I mean, the word prudent. We we could get into a discussion uh, about being prudent. Hang on, I'm going to look here. If I look up prudent, I'm going to go to the whole Bible. Go prudent. Uh, the first time, I think it's used, the first time it's used in 1 Samuel. Um, the second time is in uh, Proverbs 12 and then Proverbs, a bunch of, uh, two times in Proverbs 12. I'm just going to go to one of these in Proverbs 12. I'm going to go to Proverbs 12, 23. Proverbs 12, 23. I'm going to look up the word prudent. Oh, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same Hebrew word. Yeah, obviously, it's the same Hebrew word as subtle. And in this case, it's, a, it's, a, it's used in a positive way. Because in Proverbs 12, 23, I'm going to open my Bible. It's the same Hebrew word as subtle. So it means it can't. It means there is a positive implica, uh, application to it. The prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaimeth foolishness. So in other words, the prudent man he he has discernment. He can make a judgment, knowing I, I shouldn't say anything about this. I should I should conceal this knowledge. I should not speak about this. Where the fool has no discernment, has no he's not prudent, and he just proclaimeth foolishness. He just lets it go. So the fact that subtle, the Hebrew word, the Hebrew word arum, can carry the idea of prudent and a roundabout way, Satan, yes, he was cunning. Yes, he was crafty. But he was prudent in the sense that he figured it out. He could make a judgment. He could discern. How do I get her from there to there? How do I get her as someone looking at all the trees to only looking at the one tree? How do I get her from the person looking at all the trees, obeying God, to the person looking at the one tree, disobey God, will disobey God, and then will go get someone else to engage in the same activity? So we have to be aware. Think of it this way. Our discernment has to be stronger, greater, and better than the fraudulent discernment that is out there attempting to deceive us, confuse us, and manipulate us. Is Genesis 3 a battle of discernment? And Satan had the greater discernment. I'd love to get your thoughts. Now, if you're listening to me tonight, 
Send them to me soon because I'd love to get your thoughts before tomorrow morning when I'm standing in front of everyone talking about this because I just think there's something, I think there's something to this. I, I, I don't know exactly yet if I'm on to something and I'm not being ma- massively dogmatic here. I just think there's something, I just, I think I wasn't expecting to see discernment really connected with the subtle. I, I really wasn't even thinking that way. I, I think even earlier today when we, I was talking about, I, I told everyone about the PDF file and I started mentioning Genesis 3. I thought it was, and I think I said something, I thought it was interesting they would choose Genesis 3 where the word discernment's not even there. But in a roundabout way, it is there. But it's Satan with the one being discerning. <laughs> now, you can give me your thoughts on what we take. What's the takeaway from that? What's the lessons gained from that? Email me, newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I'd love to get people's thoughts on this. And again, send them to me sooner rather than later. All right? Sooner rather than later. I need I need all your comments by 11.15 a.m. tomorrow morning, okay? Because I think the first hour we'll do Law and Gospel, and then the second hour I think we're going we're gonna to kind of introduce the Bible study exercise on discernment, I think. We're going to, and I don't know. I know, I know, I mean, look, I know all the sermons on Genesis 3. But you can already tell I, I take somewhat of a different approach to it, right? I think I think you can see that my... You know, everyone's like, he's attacking God's word, but I think he's doing something different. You can tell me what you think about that as well. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. This episode proves the danger of me having a microphone right here at this table where I prepare <laughs> because at any moment I can be like, well, I got the microphone in front of me. Why not go live, right? Why not go? I mean, what stops me, right? Okay, maybe maybe I should not have a microphone where I prepare messages. No, but all right, there you go. We'll see. I, I'm kind of waiting for someone to go, Ooh, never thought about that. And I'm not, it's, it's just silence. So maybe, maybe everybody's like, uh, yeah, I already knew that. Maybe I, maybe I've known that before, but if I did, I've, I've not remembering that I've ever discussed Satan's discernment. Maybe I've done an episode somewhere. I mean, I've done thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of broadcasting. So maybe somewhere in the past I've mentioned this, but I, for some reason, it caught my attention tonight. I know this, the curriculum doesn't go, hey, look at Satan's discernment. Now, they're like, look at Satan attack God's word. But isn't he using discernment in order to attack God's word? You can give me your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great night. We'll be broadcasting live again tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. from Victory Baptist Church in Ovalo, Texas. We'll be once again working on thesis number eight and our ongoing series on understanding law and gospel. And then at 11.15 or 11.20, whenever we actually get started for the morning worship hour, I will either be doing more law and gospel or we will be doing something on discernment. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great evening. God bless.